Welcome back to episode two of Let's Talk Trash. I have with me this morning, Janine Capello, who is a health and wellness coach, and also Vorlia Cheney, who is a life coach and a spiritual leader. And they're here to join the conversation today. When we left off in episode one, we had just met Sasha. And if you recall, Sasha was a woman who was getting stuff done. This sis was a boss. She is a business owner, a mom. Uh, she is a friend and a leader. And look, she got it together until she woke up that day dead. And we pick up Sasha burdens under the weight of responsibility, obligations, and false expectations. Some are hers and some laid on her through others. And we had Tracy Lovejoy help us to begin to understand the importance of how at the very beginning of this journey, we need to vision who we want to be once the trash is removed. And so that's where we wanna pick up the conversation today. And so ladies, I wanna toss this out for consideration. Let's kind of talk about this. What were some of the triggers that you picked up on in Sasha's story last week? Janine, I'm gonna start with you, right? So from a perspective, if some of our listeners are struggling through this trash through the focus of body and wellness, mm -hmm. what were some of the triggers that you saw that impacts that? Awesome. Well, thank you for having me today, Val. Um, I loved Sasha's story. And, you know, in my capacity as a health and wellness coach, I hear it's, it's a very similar refrain that I hear over and over again, especially with women. And one of the visual images that uh, came to mind was that of a plane going down. And what we say to our, our clients and our health seekers, we say, you know, I get your passion. I get your heart to help others. I get that outward focus. And I love that. But if you're going down in a plane, what is the first thing they tell you to do? Put your own oxygen mask on first, right? Absolutely. Begin to help others, right? So one of the things that I teach in my capacity as a health and wellness coach is, you know, prioritizing that. Starting with that is absolutely, you know, um, essential so that when you're feeling well in your body and when you prioritize your own health and we look at nutrition, we look at visiting the mental gym every day, we look at visiting that physical gym, healthy motion, mm -hmm. sleep hygiene, right? If we're looking at that from a perspective that if I can really focus on my own health and wellness and become the best version of myself then I can show up better for all those other people that I'm intending to help. Right. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where Sasha's story took me. And it's okay. a real, it's a common refrain, especially for women, because women are capable of doing so much, right? Women Absolutely. are awesome. Men are awesome too. And not that men don't fall into that trap. You know, there's, there's always that, you know, that possibility that you're, you're stretched too thin because of your brilliance, because of your genius, you know, and you have to kind of slow down to speed up again. 
right? Okay. That's kind of what I got from Sasha's story. All right, thank you. So I think what I'm hearing here is this trigger, what triggers a lot of this is the desire to be the hero. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that triggers this, this mechanism of I'll take it, I'll take that on, I'll solve that, I'll do that. Is that what I'm hearing? And then it really brings, it brings this sense of overwhelm that starts in our body. And does it feel like aches and pains, Janine? What does that actually feel like when we are triggered by this? That's an excellent question. So biologically speaking, when we get triggered, a couple of different things happen, right? So we, you know, some people handle, they shut down immediately, right? So everything stops and there's a retreat from life, you know, and that's, that's very biological. That's very real, real for people, right? It's mm -hmm. very primal brainstem, right? We need to pull back a little bit, maybe lick our wounds, right? Uh, for some people, it might be an emotional mismanagement, right? So mm -hmm. triggers happen. Uh, maybe there's some anger, maybe there's some upset, right? And we take a look at that and we say, okay, well, you know, um, we want to we wanna look at maybe responding instead of reacting, right? And I'll give you two visual images. So picture a nuclear reactor or a first responder, like a fire person running into a building, right? So which would you rather be when those times get really intense, right? We say life gets lifey, life gets thick. You know, we know that we're all going to be burdened at some point, you know, mm -hmm. often with too much and how we respond to that really matters, right? And that's what I teach people to do. We visit that mental gym and we say, you know, look, a lot is happening for you right now, right? We slow down to speed up. It's okay to say no. It's okay to put your own oxygen mask on first. And then we teach people how to respond rather than react because the human, re the human, human reaction is normal, right? And that's, again, that's that lizard brain working right? Our survival brain, the fight or flight <laughs> no, kicks in, brain. right? Fight or flight <laughs> kicks in and we start to react, you know, and that's 10,000 year old biology at work, but we're no longer running from a saber tooth tiger, right? The, our, our fears and our, our stressors are um, most of the time less uh, life-threatening, but it's how we frame them in our mind, right? So biologically speaking, those emotions come up and because we're meaning-making machines, we make them mean something and then we react or we retreat. And then all of a sudden, before we know it, life is, is um, controlling us instead of us have, being the dominant force in our life, right? So wow. that's what I look for with people is like biologically speaking, how do you respond to that, those burdens, those stresses, right? And one of the things that I do with people is we take a trip to the mental gym and we say, okay, you know, how can we reframe that? What are some tools that we can use to sort of approach that differently. We have different things, stop, challenge, choose, stop for a minute, challenge the way you're responding, choose to handle it a different way, right? And we know that science says 90 seconds, it takes 90 seconds to process an emotion. If you give yourself 90 seconds, it will pass. But mm. the problem is most people are so reactionary because they're in survival mode, they don't know that fact. So take a drink of water, take a breath, wait 90 seconds, and usually you can choose a different way to respond. I hope that's helpful. Excellent. Yeah, I heard a couple of things here. And then, well, Lee, I want to hear from you on this next. Um, I heard, don't weaponize your emotions. Yeah, that's good. 
Yes. Don't weaponize your emotions against yourself. Right. Stop. Right. Right. Pause. Stop. Challenge. Reflect. And within 90 seconds, we can move from weaponized emotions that are hurting us physically and hurting others to a state of where we can consciously formulate the appropriate response and eliminate some of those physical reactions like stress, pressure, eating, everything in sight. That's right. right? Yep. Those kinds of things. Stop eating because our appetite is gone. We can eliminate those things when we de-weaponize our emotions. Awesome. Janine, thank you. For Leah, let's hear from you now. Thinking back to Sasha's stories from, let's stay on this path of emotional, mental response, right? We heard what's happening chemically in our bodies. Now let's talk about what's actually happening in that soul part, what's really going on here. And what triggers from the perspective of thought process or emotions did you hear in Sasha's story last week? What were some of those triggers for you? Yeah, so this is such an amazing conversation and so much of, of, first of all, thank you for having me. It's a um, pleasure, an honor to be here um, and share this um, conversation with you, Val, and with with your other guests. It's just a a pleasure. And I'm getting helped as I'm listening. (laughs) Yes, we are all (laughs) in Sasha's story somewhere. (laughs) Not there now. We have been there. (laughs) Absolutely. I have already received so much information that um, not only um, is helping me, but helping me to make sense of some things, right? And so thank you for all of that conversation. So, you know, as I read through Sasha's story, it's her yes, that's the trigger. Mm. That's that's for me, That that's her trigger. Her trigger is, um, and that yes is rooted in um, some dysfunction in her soul. Mm. The reason why she says yes to everything is because for for uh, um, uh, there are a number of things. And one of the things is um, this lack of value of her authentic self. And, uh, and let's talk she, about that. <laughs> the lack of value for her authentic self. It could be something very simple, like the colors that she likes. Okay, like, um, you know, of course, I find myself in Sasha, I see myself in Sasha. And, um, you know, when we don't value who we are authentically, what we like, what we don't like, um, the things that we want to do, what we don't want to do. See, it's that yes, that pushes her to do the things even that she doesn't want to do. And so what happens in our soul is we begin to build up resentment, bitterness. I wish I I could. They don't see me. And we begin this internal conversation. We have this internal conversation with ourselves. And um, so what happens, so so it's kind of like a a retreat. And Mm -hmm. and we already talked about that. It's a retreat into the soul that's wounded, bruised, broken, 
dismayed. And so that becomes our dwelling place. We're mm -hmm. dwelling there with all of this brokenness, all of this hurt, that and, and as our dwelling place, then it becomes, um, you know, our worldview now is skewed mm -hmm. by where we live. Our mm -hmm. environment attributes to our worldview. And so this internal environment now that we have, because Sasha is just this yes girl, yes, mm -hmm. yes, because somebody said that I was this, okay, I'll be that. That's not mm -hmm. really where my strong suit is. And because it's not where my strong suit is, it doesn't really feed me. It gives me nothing back. I have no pleasure in it. And so now it's burden. And um, we talked about, you know, uh, I think in, in Sasha's story, she's carrying all this weight. Mm -hmm. Most of it is not even hers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not even hers. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we become, you know, I'm very, I'm very much connected with the conversation about how all of this impacts our physical body. Some of us are carrying weight, physical weight. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because of the weight of our souls, of our yes. souls. And when we think about our souls, we think about our thoughts, our will, and our emotions, mm -hmm. right? That's what mm -hmm. kind of comprises our soul. And so um, when we are impacted like that because of unrealistic goals that other people have, and so we are on this wheel of just pleasing. It is a people-pleasing Sasha that rises to the occasion. And while everybody around Sasha is being pleased, Sasha is dying on the inside. Mm -hmm. but she's not getting anything back. Mm -hmm. from what she's pouring out. She's not getting anything back from the people that are around her because now her authentic self has been muted, has been muted, has shrunk. And um, now she is living somebody else's life. I love it. I love it. You ladies are lifting up a powerful conversation today. I'm about to jump out my seat over here. I am about to jump out of my chair. We only in episode two and we got to lack of value, not your authentic yes. self, yes. hero complexes, right? <laughs> Weaponized emotions, all of that. And, and it triggers, I shared with everybody in announcing this podcast that I would be transparent. I don't have to use the Sasha's and everybody else's with that when it triggered something for me, I would share it. Yeah. And I want to share a quick story with you all. That's mine. Mm. That looks very much like Sasha and what Janine said about the physical weight and the physical manifestation mm. of these triggers and what Vorlia said about the weight, outer weight, that is really the result of the inner weight. If you don't believe it, I'm going to solidify it for you with this story. Hmm. As I came through one of the most challenging emotional times of my entire life, devastated beyond belief. When Janine talked about that example of the atomic bomb glowing up, going off or the first responder, that was a time in life when I was both. It was imploding like crazy, and I had to be the first responder for my children. So I was imploding first responder. Stuff was going up in smoke, all this work, all this time, decades 
of pouring myself into something and watch it evaporate mm. in a moment of time caused incredible trauma. We're not even going to get there yet. That'll be another episode where we talk about triggers and trauma. But let me just put it out there. It triggered a trauma. And as I moved through it with therapy, yup, yeah. I did therapy. Say so. Say so. Yes, ma'am. I did therapy. I had to talk to somebody who was an objective party who could listen. So I saw your hand go up, Janine. I saw your, I did therapy. I also, as I came out of that and could get connected and get a sense, a measure, a measure of healing, mm. I was able to transition to a coach mm. that could help me rebuild what I saw. Tracy, the vision, she helped me look past, mm. coached me, asked me questions, probed, provoked to get me past where I was to where I wanted to be. And as I started to navigate that aspect of it, and let's not forget, let's not forget the Lord who is on my side, being there, coaxing me, healing me, right? That all was happening at the same time. One day I went to the grocery store, the same grocery store that I've always gone to for decades. And there was a gentleman that worked in the grocery store at the time. And we'd always speak and he was very friendly and nice. And he would speak to my children and all of that and toss them an apple here or there every now and then. They wanted the candy, but he was giving them the apples. But nonetheless, I went in the store one day and he stopped me. He said, oh my gosh, Valerie, you look great. You've lost so much weight. Hmm. I said, oh, thank you, George. And I kept moving and I had an attitude pushing my little cart through the store. I was like, yo, what is George talking about? He said that like, you know, and I mean, no disrespect, but he said that to me like I was three times my size. He was like, you lost so much weight. I was like, what? so much weight is he talking about? Okay. I did my little shop and I left. A week later, I came back and he did the exact same thing. He did it four times and I was pissed four times. And so I came back and I said, what is George talking about? And then I heard this. He's not talking about the outward you. He is talking about the loss of weight mm. your inner person. Mm. He sees you lighter, more reflective of divine light mm -hmm. than he did before. Mm -hmm. And the shadow that hovered over you appeared outwardly as weight. Mm. So for anybody that thinks you have hidden it, you have camouflaged it, that it is not visible, 
that you had put on your makeup and you shaved your head, men, and you put on your cologne or whatever it is that you're doing with it, it's visible to the world around you. So I share my story that as the soul trash was eliminated, what was visible on the outside reflected light and lightness. Mm -hmm. So let's stop trying to hide it. That's right. I am here to declare to you that we're going to keep talking about this till every day of your life mm -hmm. becomes trash day. My mind. That one little piece of trash can be eliminated mm -hmm. every time you turn on this yes. podcast. Yes. The conversations will continue because we want to be a catalyst for your personal trash day. In my development, trash day happens on Monday and Thursday. So what about Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Well, it's being accumulated. And if you don't have a trash day every day, you are constantly accumulating this weight that is bearing down on your body and your soul. This is fantastic, ladies. This is fantastic. So here's what I want to know. I want to get your final thoughts as we close this episode today. So we heard Tracy talk about, we've got to visualize past it to what we want to become. And as I'm hearing this today, right? This weaponized emotions, hero complex, lack of value. We've got to get back in touch with our authentic selves and that the lack of reciprocity, right? Is draining us of a full and healthy life. From a thought process, it's occurring to me, yes, we have to see it, but we probably have to work through it in our minds first as well for it to manifest. Janine, final thoughts on how what we're thinking will impact the wellness of our body. Absolutely. My gosh, my gosh. Um, so two things came to mind as, as you ladies were speaking. Uh, the first one is a Carl Jung quote. And I talk about this a lot with clients. Um, Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate, right? And so one of the things that I work on with people is, is this consciousness, right? And, you know, just digging in every day, going to the mental gym and digging in and saying, okay, is that really me responding or is that, you know, a past like what, what uh, Vorlea said, with, and I wrote this down, the wounded me, the bruised me, right? The soul dysfunction me, is that who's responding? Let me look at that. Let me pause. Let me take that 90 seconds. Let me pause and let me see if the healthier me can respond in a different way, right? So we're making the unconscious conscious, right? And, and that's one of the big things that our coach team does with people is we really work on that consciousness, right? And then the second thing is, Val, what you said was, 
you know, taking that trash out every day. And it, it, I recollect a lot that I learned from reading James Clear's Atomic Habits, right? And, you know, just we look at habit stacking. You know, how can we build a healthier habit every single day? And really, it's only 1% better a day. If we look at 1% better a day, at the end of a year, we're 37% better than when we started, right? And atomic is small, right? How big is an atom? Mm -hmm. So again, you know, we don't want, you know, how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> one, hey, one bite at a time, at a time. right? Exactly. So we're looking at, if we look at that and we stop and we challenge and we choose, even the pace at which we're moving, you know, slow down to speed up. What is one way that we can improve 1% better every day, you know? And in that sense, you are taking out that trash every day then, you know, if you're looking at how to improve something, you know, 1%. So that's kind of really where, you know, the discussion led me. Awesome. Awesome. So when I think body, right, for me, that means if I want to get 1% better in my health every day, maybe I add right? You have to pick what yours is for your body and your physical well-being. For me, I think I'm going to take away, I'm going to add 20 minutes of exercise every day to my routine. That's a simple thing I can do, a mental choice. Stop, challenge what I'm redoing, reflect, and what's the improvement I can add. Mine is going to be 20 minutes of exercise in addition to what I'm doing every day. Awesome. Janine, thank you. For Leah, bring us home. What are, what are your thoughts about how our mind, a change of mind, can pack what's going on in those emotions? Because you were bringing up some stuff, girl. You <laughs> some stuff. As as a um, certified life and development coach, there are two things that um, I stress with my clients, regardless of what their goals are, regardless of, you know, what um, place in life they are, how old they are, what they want to do, where they've been, what they've experienced. There are two things. Um, what, well, three things. I'm going to say three things. One is responsibility. Mm. We have to take the responsibility of ourselves, particularly if we've been those yes people, allowing mm -hmm. everybody else to tell us who we are, and then we mold into mm -hmm. those images, uh, say those things, mm -hmm. become that person, right? And so um, it's uh, taking responsibility um, that uh, that that really is yours. It never should have been anybody else's. Is taking that responsibility to re write the story. Ah, is that connected to vision? So is it that is, it is. That's, right? the, I like that's it. the vision aspect of it. Rewrite the story. We get to rewrite the story. When we rewrite the story, we go back and visit the stories that went awry. Mm -hmm. And because of those choices, those little choices of 20 minutes a day, I'm going to add exercise into my day. I'm rewriting the story of the outcome of yes. my physical health, right? And so yes. we take that responsibility, we rewrite the story. And the thing is, the third thing is I have a coaching program called Recalibrate. Mm -hmm. And um, recalibrating is just 
a, a little incremental, and Janine talked about this, little in, making in, little tiny incremental changes to realign. So here yes. we are off in our un or non-authentic self. I'm good for making up words. If it's a word, <laughs> it might be, it might not be a word, whatever the case, it's my word. Um, <laughs> here we are in our non-authentic um, self. Who are you? Who are you? And it may take time to figure out who you are, what color you like, what color you don't like, who, what kind of people do you want to be around? What kind of people don't you want? It might take time, but when you identify who you really are, and this is, I'm talking, preaching to myself today, right? I'm getting ready to be 60 years old. And just now I'm coming to this realization, you know, I engage in some things I really don't like to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, one of one of my mentors has this whole thing about organized, um, organized abandonment. Some things we need to just stop, stop. in an organized way where it doesn't bring chaos throughout your whole life. But um, so it is that taking responsibility, owning your life, owning yourself, you yeah. become responsible for you, nobody else. You can't make me something unless I let you, unless I let you. So it's about that responsibility, um, making those assessments, going back and rewriting my story by adding that 20 minutes, adding eight glasses of water, um, you know, taking some me time, whatever that is, and then go ahead and um, make those little incremental changes that realigns me with my authentic self. And that's when my soul becomes whole. That's when I show up in the right places with the right people doing the right thing at the right time, like now. I'm here with you ladies having this conversation because I've gone through those processes. And so thank you so much um, for allowing me to have this conversation. I love it, ladies. This is some powerful stuff. And to those of you listening and watching, the conversation is continuing. Make some incremental changes. Identify that one piece of trash you can throw out today. Let's continue. Have a fantastic day. And we're going to talk some more trash next week this time. Thanks for joining us.